Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. Welcome. And Drew Shepard. Good morning or good evening. Sure, depending on when you're listening or depending on where you are. Either one. We have global listeners after all. We do. We do. (laughs) We're all thousands of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I I told somebody new about our podcast tonight. True. Nice. Okay. Our preachers, our preacher's wife. Oh, no. Yeah. Who apparently is really into uh, into Star Wars, into the Clone Wars cartoon in particular. She started watching it and then stopped because she wanted to watch it with her daughter. Mm. so pretty cool pretty cool but i told her about it i think there's a chance i think there's a chance we'll have listener number six (laughs) (laughs) that's me and you and drew that's the first three which i don't listen so like listener number four (laughs) anyway uh so that was cool what's going on john uh, not not just a whole lot doing a lot of work around the house uh cut down a couple trees this week i didn't personally i paid somebody to do it because they were really close to the house and so okay. uh that's kind of the excitement around here one was full of concrete and uh, the other oh, was no. full of ants so the uh wonderful <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's pretty interesting um yeah. i mean they're right next to the house like leaning towards the house so yeah why was it full of concrete uh, apparently it was something you, that was popular years ago. Like if you were huh. worried a house would, uh, would fall, um, and it had a hole in it, you'd fill the hole with concrete. And apparently it, this, if the tree would fall, okay. This hole extended down to the ground because, uh, they messed up some of their equipment trying to cut this tree down. So, oh, my word. On earth. That's crazy. <laughs> and then, then the really tall one that was like twice the size of our house. Yeah. You know, our two story house. Um, when it hit the ground, just kind of exploded because it was so weak. And they were like, we have no idea how this thing didn't already fall. So glad we got them down there. Uh, they've been burning now for a couple days in our backyard. So that's fun. That's fun. You hearing the ant, the ants pop all sorts of popping. <laughs> <laughs> just assume they're ants. Yeah. That's about it though. Nothing, uh, extraordinary this week just busy week with work okay no no uh residual drama from the flooding that you've dealt with no not really um was able to keep it at bay uh the pumps i have kicked on well and uh i think i've got a uh, a good system on preventing it from happening in the future so time cool. will tell drew what's new with you so we have a ton going on but really yeah. just even tonight uh, two big things happened tonight and John, I got to, got to get you in on this somehow. Um, you got to send me your address or something because I just made, I think 22 more oatmeal cream pies. Um, I've been making those lately and I don't know, Amy came home tonight and she said, so my team really wants some. And I was like, no, they don't. And she's like, do. <laughs> and here's all their text messages to prove that they want some. And so I made some of those tonight, which was a challenge because um, Cliff knows this, but I am, I started doing keto for the past week and a half now. And so I wasn't taste testing anything. So I was just basically force feeding my wife, like we're all bad. I was like, here, taste this. Does that taste good? <laughs> and, 
She's like, you can keep giving me more. This is like, no, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I made a bunch for her to take to work tomorrow. So um, I hope they like that, excited about that. And then tonight, just 30 minutes ago, we finished watching WandaVision. So, oh, good, 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 good. We binge watched it basically the whole season. John, have you seen all of that? Not all of it. I've started watching it again. I think I've watched the third episode now. So, okay. And I interrupted you, Drew, just because I wanted to make sure you didn't spoil it for John in case he hadn't seen it. I will say that Amy liked it. I mean, we both liked it, but Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, y'all got through that fast. What did it take you? Two days? <laughs> yeah, two days. So two days. Once uh, it was slow to start because the first two or three episodes, we were both like, uh, "I don't know about this." But once it got going, it's like, I think we watched six episodes in one night. <laughs> so it was hard to put down once it actually got good and good. Well, I'm going to hold my opinions on it um, until John's had a chance to watch it. Yeah, I- formulate his own opinion but yep. um but yeah we, I, i've definitely seen that as well have y'all seen and really the, enjoyed uh, it really enjoyed it falcon and winter soldier yet not yet oh, have you watched yet. those uh i i haven't uh, watched them all but i've watched the first two okay i think there's three i think it right just okay. three so far i don't three, know maybe just two i don't know definitely uh not Watchable. as slow as wandavision okay for the first couple of uh <laughs> couple episodes cool i'm pumped well yeah sean and i are going to try to watch this together um i kind of abandoned her on wandavision because um she had another show that she was watching and i didn't want to wait for her to finish that show before i watched it so (laughs) i said you know you can come watch with me or you can watch your own show and then i'll watch by myself yeah she made her choice so um but i think we're going to try to watch falcon the winter soldier together so we'll see what happens well, I'll tell you something I'm excited about. Um, my wife recently decided that when we send our kids up to cousin camp, that she is not going to try to take time off of work for it. Um, and so I'll be going up by myself with Luke. No, I say our kids. It'll just be Luke. Claire's not old enough. Uh, Drew cousin camp. I think I've told you before. I don't know. Cousin camp is something that our parents do for all their grandkids, which I guess is what, like eight of them now or something, John, something, seven, a bunch, um, two of them are ours. Let's see two. And yes, it's nine. It's nine. Nine. Yeah. Um, anyway, we've got Luke to send up there. Um, and I'm going to drive him up, but it'll just be me. And so I'm going to meet up with John and we're going to go hike. This will be what end of May. I think we're going to go hike that, uh, that land between the lakes trail that week oh, and, or week or whatever it is. So Drew, I haven't mentioned it to you yet. I told John I was going to, <laughs> but if you want to join us on that backpacking trip, it'll just be what three days. I think we're going to do it in is that three days, was? about 60 three miles. days. So it's, it's a lot of hiking every day. Um, wow. Some up and downs, but if you want to join us, um, let me know and okay. we'll do it. You can just ride up with me and me and Luke, and then we'll go meet up with John immediately after, and and that'll be a blast. So, okay, nice, thanks. I will ask the I will ask the why. <laughs> <laughs> so I did I did get my backpack. Your backpack for the backpacking trip. Oh, okay. So I ordered a good backpack and uh, okay, good uh, a good sleep 
pad pad mm. thing. So yeah, I probably need to order a few things for it as well. I haven't the backpacking trip that I went on. I think I had my pack pretty overloaded, which isn't that big a deal on a short trip, right? Uh, maybe right. a big deal if you were going for like weeks and weeks, but um, but I would like to lighten it up. Um, I'll probably use my same pack that I have, which has a much bigger capacity than is necessary. Uh, but I will probably use it and just get some new stuff, some lighter materials to, um, to use on the trip, but should be fun. should be fun. It's been a while. I've only been backpacking one other time in the big South fork. And that was by myself, um, up in Tennessee. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a blast. Yeah. Okay. You guys know what time it is. Or wars. Or wars. wars. (laughs) I was going to tell you the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that'll be funny when you do it next time. So. I'll keep my mouth shut so you can jump in and do it. <laughs> okay, who's going first? Oh, by the way, this is the rules are uh, you pick one of the two things. You're each going to get two chances to do it. You pick one of the two things that I that I uh, ask you to choose between and try to give the best reason that you can for choosing it. You can base it on whatever you want to. And then at the end, I'm going to pick a winner. Right now, it's one-to-one. Who's going first? I'll go. And by the way, they're all related to Star Wars somehow. Okay. John, vampires or zombies? Whoa. Uh, definitely zombies. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm a huge Walking Dead fan. And so uh, that's that's really the main reason for the zombie thing. I just... That's all I got for you. Not as much a Twilight fan. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. a good response for <laughs> Drew, force lightning or force healing? Force lightning. It's so much more fun to, when you actually see it in the shows and in the movies. Force lightning's really passive and calm. Force lightning's really exciting, though, when you see that come out. Okay. John, levitation or mind control? uh mind control by far yeah i mean really we don't see a whole lot of cool levitation things in star wars if we're thinking about star wars there's a few but it's not uh not usually real dramatic uh the whole mind control uh i mean saves the day uh for for some people in star wars a lot okay drew force sense or spider sense Spidey sense. Definitely spidey sense. (laughs) Get to see Peter Parker with that spidey sense. And, um, you know, I go back to the old 90s cartoons of where it goes like all crazy colors in the background. He's like, my spidey sense is tingling. I think that's that's nostalgic right there. I have to go with that one. Okay, great. Uh, The winner this week is. Hmm. Wow. A predicament. True. True. It's it's not fair, but '90s cartoon, '90s cartoon reference. I, I love the '90s Spider-Man cartoon, and of all the versions of Spider-Man that you could have brought up, it's a good one. Yeah, I agree. I'm, That's a good. I'm one. not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, yeah. John, do you you remember when I was watching through? We got to the end. I was really oh. disturbed by. Oh, by it's, it's some terrible stuff for that a kids at show. The end. <laughs> I mean, much better than Clone. Not nearly as bad as Clone Wars. I don't know. But I was still <laughs> taking it off by it. So. Have um, you watched it through, Drew? I don't think I've ever seen the end of it. 
Oh, Oof. okay. Well, should it's, we spoil it or leave it? I can watch it on Disney Plus, right? You can. We won't okay. spoil it. Maybe you maybe you'll get a chance and watch through it. It's got some, you know, it's got some cheesiness to it. Sure. I mean, yeah. it, it is cheesiness. But it's really just kind of funny and cheesy and silly. And then at the end, it gets heavy. <laughs> like all it of does. a sudden. It does. <laughs> Again, I don't think it's quite as heavy as the anything we, the, you know, most of the stuff we see in the Clone Wars by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination. But um, but there are some moments that, that hit you hard when you don't expect it. So, Oh, yeah. And I agree with the Spidey sense. You know, in the, the Force sense, it's usually like somebody staring off and saying, I feel something. Right. Or just kind of staring off. And whenever he hits Spider-Man, he always has to audibly yell that his spider sense is going crazy. <laughs> I love it. Right. <laughs> and you get you get the animation of the little wiggly things coming out of right. his head. <laughs> My Spidey sense. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy on the subway is like, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if uh, if um, Anakin or, or Obi-Wan every time they had a force sense of somebody was like, my force sense is going crazy. <laughs> yeah, but all they do is kind of <laughs> squint their eyes. Right. There's a disturbance mm. in the force. Mm. I heard the voices of millions of people crying out. Um, man, Walking Dead, you're, are you still a Walking Dead fan, John? I'm still a Walking Dead fan. Are you, now, st- I are will you, say, are you all caught up? I am not caught up. Okay. All right. But but I am a, I am a fan. It's just, you got to, I'm, I don't longer, I don't even know if it's on Netflix anymore, but I don't have Netflix. Okay. And so that's when I lost Netflix, I, I lost track, but got it. Okay. Yeah. I was a big walking dead fan for a while and I don't know at what point, but at some point it just got so slow and I was so exhausted by the, the just the horribleness of everything that happened. Pretty, you know, it's pretty it's bleak. It's probably the most bleak show. I mean, Game of Thrones, what I saw of Game of Thrones was pretty bleak too. And um, I didn't finish watching that, but I saw maybe a couple seasons of it. But man, this, the bleakness of Walking Dead just wore on me after a while and it just made it not enjoyable anymore. Uh, so I dropped off and um, Shauna, um, Shauna watched it with me some, but uh, she, uh, or excuse me, I uh, love season one. Love episode one, especially, but season one as yeah. a whole was fantastic. Episode one where he wakes up in the hospital and it ends in the tank and he yeah. gets the voice over the, over the loudspeaker that, Oh, somebody's still alive. Somebody's communicating with him inside this tank while the zombies are swarming him. And um, the whole first season, the second season was pretty good. And I fell off pretty hard when I did and, and just haven't looked back. So I'm a, I'm not just a walk. I mean, I, I like zombies. Um, I, I think the whole concept is pretty cool. The okay, I, I mean, pretty terrifying, but more than vampires. I, okay. I feel like I feel like zombies are more believable, right? Mm. Like somebody could really mess something up that drives people crazy and makes them <laughs> want to eat people. Um, yeah, okay, <laughs> the vampire thing doesn't seem as real. Plus, uh, uh, Jessica and I, my wife, watched uh, a show a long time, watched it through called i zombie have y'all ever seen that no it i, I saw the name of it and immediately was out <laughs> so so it's kind of like a, a a chick show but it is pretty cool okay like she eats brains and then she can see kind of what the person last saw and so she solves crimes okay oh huh. 
So. Okay, that sounds like a show I care to not watch. So. <laughs> you and Drew can do the iZombie podcast. Hence <laughs> the reason I lost whatever this game is okay. this week. I just have to know, is it iZombie, like a playoff of iCarly? Is that the... I have no idea. I don't, okay. I don't, I don't know, know what iCarly is. <laughs> I'm surprised by levitation and mind control. I thought you'd go levitation for sure. We never see real impressive levitation. What? When do you see impressive levitation? Did you ever? What do you mean we don't see impressive? Like all the time. No, not impressive. Now. When? Yeah. uh, How about when Dooku pulls over a thing onto Anakin's legs or Obi-Wan's legs? That's not levitation. That's levitation. When you're moving things with your mind. No. Yeah, it is. Look it up. I don't think so. <laughs> Levitation pull. What would you call it? Yeah, I, I think that would be more force pull or force push or levitation is like when Luke's sitting on a rock hovering or no, when, it's, uh, when he lifts when he lifts the X-wing out of the swamp. That's levitation. That's an awesome know. moment. I don't. <laughs> or it's Ray really when she has all those rocks all around her. I forget what's happening, but I just have this image of in my mind of her with rocks everywhere all around her. I guess that's, that's levitation. levitation. Yeah. Or when uh, when Darth Vader's apprentice pulls a Star Destroyer out of the sky, right? Right. Do you ever play The Force Unleashed, Drew? No, I haven't yet. I didn't either, but I know people make fun of it because Darth Vader's apprentice literally like pulls a Star Destroyer out of the sky <laughs> <laughs> with the Force, <laughs> which is taking it a little too far, probably. Although yeah. Yoda says, it's, hey, it's not about size, right? So, well, and Ray, uh, from the Force. Ray is trying to pull that ship back that had that she thought had Chewie on it. Remember that? Oh part? yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And but she see, does. I don't think that that's not levitation. She's she's pulling a ship that's flying away towards her. Mm. I think it's levitation. What levitation. It? Levitation. Should is, I have said moving things with your mind or mind control? Maybe. Maybe so. Well. Oh well. You lose this week. I'll lose this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this arc. Season seven. We're in season seven, only temporarily. Uh, we're going to watch it, watch season seven. This We watched season seven this week. And we're going to exit it for a while and do season six for, for a bit, I think. Um, starts out where the previous arc left off, which actually is pretty cool if you think about it. You had season five, you had season six. You have this massive gap. And then you have season seven come out and about halfway through that or a partway through that season, all of a sudden they, they are like, you know what? I think people might wonder where Ahsoka went during that period of time. And so they did a good job of, I think, reestablishing where we're at there for those who were approaching season seven, you know, after years and years and years of, of, of watching the Clone Wars, right? Years have gone by um, since people saw this arc since it was released, but they did a really good job of, of picking up right where they left off with Ahsoka speeding away on apparently a really rickety speeder because she crashes it, um, falls deep into the um, belly of Coruscant, right? Which is basically a city that's built way up on the planet, but then you have your lower levels that are much more impoverished than the, uh, you know, the upper level folks um, that Ahsoka identifies identifies herself as, uh, she meets a young woman named Trace, actually crashes on a platform that is connected to her uh, starship repair shop that she 
she manages down there. Not very successfully, but she she manages it. Knows a little bit about mechanics. Uh, Trace actually helps her with her speeder and does it for free. And Ahsoka is pretty touched by her uh, generosity there after an exchange um, where she kind of you know tries to get some money out of her, but isn't able to. But then helps her anyway, basically. Well, then we meet Trace's sister Rafa, and we find out that she's been involved in some pretty bad business deals. There's actually a fellow who shows up and tries to beat up trace as a result of Rafa's bad deal and Ahsoka defends her. Well, Rafa goes into a, another deal with a fellow who needs some droids built. And these droids are these great big construction droids of some type. And they forget to put the train, the restraining bolt on one of them before they turn it on. And it just goes nuts. Um, Ahsoka realizes that they are faulty droids that were recalled, but um, they have to run through the city and, and stop this droid. Uh, they're able to turn it off, and then they're about to fall down to their deaths, right? Um, but Ahsoka actually uses the force to pull them in without anyone noticing that she does it. Um, Rafa still goes and sells the droids and takes the money, and so there's kind of a moral dilemma there of is it is it really a the right thing to do to finish these droids and to, to take the money from this guy and, and kind of let them be out there potentially, you know, able to harm somebody if one of the restraining bolts gets knocked off. But Rafa's like, Hey, you know, I need this money. So that's what we're going to do. Um, the next episode, we see them take off in the silver angel going off on another job that Rafa has secured for them. Um, Rafa didn't want to bring her sister, but uh, her pilot falls through. And so trace basically says, Oh, let's take my ship the silver angel. Well, after they take off, um, they end up on a military lane and, uh, Anakin is actually on the ship where they're being hailed to basically pull over. And Ahsoka's like, no, 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 Don't talk to him. I don't want him to know it's me. Um, Anakin realizes through the force who's on that ship and ends up letting him pass. Uh, they go to Kessel and apparently the deal is with the, um, this group of people down there that are selling, unrefined spice and so we learn that spice is used for more than just drugs but is uh in its unrefined form is, is such that it could be sold to people who want to use it to make drugs right so ahsoka uh ahsoka is upset about moving this unrefined size spice and realizes that hey the reason these people hired us and the reason why we're doing this is because this is obviously going to be turned into drugs she basically scares trace into thinking that these gangsters that they're delivering the spice to are going to end up taking her ship trace freaks dumps the containers <laughs> and then they end up uh, landing on Obadiah trying to sell the empty containers to this gang who we've seen before. They have the little faces and kind of the big, I don't know, like big heads, little tiny faces. Um, we saw them in the, uh, the Darth Maul episode when Darth Maul was recruiting everybody um, to help the death watch on, you know, a couple arcs ago. Uh, anyway, they, they try to sell them the empty containers, but they realize they're empty. They get captured. Um, Ahsoka actually uses a Jedi mind trick there to try to fool the guy into just accepting it. But his advisor realizes what's going on. Uh, not that she's a Jedi, but realizes that he's being fooled and um, is able to expose them before they get away. The next episode, they're in prison and we hear the story about how these two sisters' parents were killed um, during a chase after Zero the Hut 
um, which I assume Ahsoka was involved in. I don't know. We can talk about that. I don't know if either one of y'all did any more additional research on that, but, but apparently the Jedi were going after zero and uh, one, there was a spaceship that crashed into the wall where Rafa's and Trace's parents were. Um, this couldn't have been, but what, maybe three years ago, these are, these are still pretty young women. Um, but, uh, but I think Trace is pretty obviously a teenager. Rafa maybe like 18 or 19 or 20 or something like that, but still very young. So this happened while they were a, a little bit younger, but obviously not too much younger. Um, just because of the, you know, what we know about the timeline, but the bottom line is uh, her parents were killed. Her parents were able to get them away and save them. Um, but it was because of the, this damage that happened from the Jedi basically going in and, and uh, stopping zero. They got visited by a, by a Jedi woman who basically said, sorry for your loss and then left them to survive on their own. <laughs> um, anyway, they get taken off while they're in prison, they get taken off and, and tortured. The older sister does at least gets tortured uh, and then tossed back into the cell. But uh, they, they end up escaping the prison. Um, Ahsoka basically uses the force to, to open the prison door and get them out. Um, while they're running through the prison, she actually also uses the force again to save one of these two girls as she's trying to jump a gap and isn't going to make it. Um, she pushes her over with a force into the ledge and, and keeps her from dying. But after they escape, um, there's a beggar that's asking them for help. They refuse to help them. And then when the beggar realizes that the authorities are looking for them, he turns them in. They get thrown back in prison. But while they're out, Bo-Katan actually sees them from Mandalore um, and uh, takes note um, of who it is, Ahsoka. And then kind of just follows and, and watches and, and tries to figure out what's going on with her there. We don't know why Bo-Katan is on this planet at this point. Um, they get captured and brought before the the crime boss there, right? Of this little crime group, uh, this gangster group. And Ahsoka basically says, look, I'm not with these girls. You can, they hid the spice off planet and I'm selling, I'm going to sell them out. You can send them off. And they'll either bring it back to you or I'm going to tell you where their family is. Well, it's a trick because they don't have family, right? <laughs> There's nothing to tell these guys, um, but they buy it. They basically let the two sisters go who then go and steal it from the gangsters in order to deliver it back to the gangsters and are, are able to do that. Um, uh, Ahsoka in the meantime does escape herself. And while she's sneaking around, she sees a transmission from Darth Maul to the crime leader guy. And uh, we find a mention of the Crimson Dawn. And then we learn while Ahsoka is looking at the TV screens and stuff, um, she discovers that Darth Maul is on Mandalore. So pretty cool there. Some call outs to uh, just to the solo movie. Right. Um, as well as uh, callbacks to. Um, the previous episodes that had Darth Maul in the, you know, a couple arcs ago. Um, but they, she gets captured again and they discover that she's a Jedi because she's using Jedi, you know, abilities to try to fight him off this time. And so they basically say, well, we're going to execute you then. And that'll, that'll get us some reputation back here. Uh, but then the sisters show up, they deliver the spice. Um, they leave with Ahsoka, but then and and Osoka's like, hey, they're not going to follow us because they think I was on a Jedi mission. Um, they end up landing on the you know the platform where their where their place is, and then Bo Katan shows up, 
with some of her fellow Mandalorians who are no longer associated with the Death Watch. And uh, she basically recruits Ahsoka to go and help her um, probably retake Mandalore, right? I assume that's what's what they're going to be trying to do. I don't know that it's specifically detailed, but that's that's essentially where I think we're to presume she's going to go. What do you guys think about these two sisters? New characters. Uh, I'm not a huge fan. I, I really hope they don't stick around that long. Um, I found Trace, the younger of the two, to be so incredibly naive and immature at every single turn. Just regardless of everything that she did before, all the consequences, um, it just it just was it was so annoying to me <laughs> i'm mm. like when will you learn when will you learn you know um and i don't know i felt like rafa was like straight out of um like new york city like you know a punk on the street which i guess that was the you know the thing they were going for so they hit the nail on yeah. the head there yeah sure um but i don't know i just trace always just was whining it so yeah i mean i i kind of they were a little whiny at times, but the characters and the feelings they had towards the Jedi and all that, I liked that. I did like that storyline that went along with them. Um, and they're, they're, you know, living way down here and, and basically, um, I don't know. I liked it. I liked their survival story. Um, and their, their dislike for the Jedi because, uh, I don't really like them either anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, I what I thought like go ahead. The the force will be with you or or something like that, and then just like your parents are dead, the force will be with you. Your parents like, figure won't. it out, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your force will be with you. <laughs> your parents won't. <laughs> um, oh, and I can see them doing that. You know, like hey, we yeah. got bigger. We got bigger fish to fry right now. I can't worry about these kids whose parents just died. Like, yeah. No. Did either one of y'all go back and watch the scene that was being referred to? I assume it was an actual chase scene that we had probably seen in one of the previous episodes, mm-hmm. but I didn't bother to go look. So, no, I didn't look. I mean, the name Zero was said again. Yeah. Which is a big negative, right? Gave you chill. Big negative. <laughs> Bad uh, chills. <laughs> uh, at didn't least have to hear fun. him or or see him. So well, that's true. That's true. He's still a concept. He existed. Um, right. And yeah, it wasn't about zero. I actually thought it was pretty cool because it was calling out, you know, something connected earlier in the Clone Wars that that Ahsoka was likely involved in. Again, we probably, we probably should have researched that, but I assume that Ahsoka was probably involved in that chase somehow. Yeah. Um, or at least was involved in the events surrounding it. And that is the moment that killed their parents. (laughs) So um, for Ahsoka to kind of get down into the lives of the commoners and to realize that, Oh, the only life Ahsoka's ever known is a Jedi life. And so to to be able to see how real people live um, and how, uh, yeah, like you say, John, the attitudes toward the Jedi, right? It was like, um, the Jedi are fighting this war and going on, going around and, and causing conflict throughout the galaxy. Like that was her perspective was that, you know, with the presence of the Jedi comes conflict on a, on a, you know, galaxy wide scale that doesn't do anything to help us. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So I thought that was interesting. It was well placed too, especially after the arc that we just got off of where Barris, that was basically Barris's entire argument right there. Yeah. Yeah, sure. They're not really bringing any peace. They're prolonging the, the death. Right. Yeah. And she, they're not wrong. I don't think they're wrong. Mm -mm. You know, I was out of line here. I was wondering when they were describing the Jedi that did that, the only two characters that came to mind were Barris or her master. Um, because they both have that green complexion um, and they described it. Someone had had a green face. And so okay. I wonder if that could be Barris actually. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they would have sent a Padawan down. Maybe they would have, but um, I got the impression it was, it was maybe a more seasoned Jedi, Manuli, uh, but yeah, Manuli. green face. Yeah, we might be able there's probably, I mean, there's people that have looked into it. I'm sure we could probably go figure it out, Yeah, but um but anyway, I liked their story. I liked them as characters, frankly. I liked their relationship. Um, it was a little bit cliche, sure, but I didn't mind it. I, I, and they didn't annoy me either. I, I just I thought they were kind of cool. I liked both of them. Do you know what the episode title was for that first episode? It was like With a Trace or Gone with a Trace? Gone with a Trace, because her name's Trace. <laughs> <laughs> Bad joke. Uh, yeah, yeah. How do you like Ahsoka's bike? What do you think about the bike moments at the beginning? No, I just I don't know any of it. I bring it up because I liked it. <laughs> I like that she had a bike. I like that it didn't work very good. I like that she's. Um, I like the idea of Ahsoka, you know, carrying a bike around the galaxy and going planet to planet and biking around uh, to do to do different things. Something about that to me is really cool. Probably in part because I, I watched all three of those. I think I mentioned it before on the podcast, those three Ewan McGregor things where he bikes all over the world. And I kind of have <laughs> been getting the idea of biking more and to see a, a soak on this bike and, and thinking about what that could turn into is cool to me. Well, and I was kind of thinking of it as, you know, you, uh, a rough running motorcycle is kind of like the sign of a, a, a rebel right mm-hmm. you're like i'm sure a, you know i'm out on my own i'm a loner i'm on this bike that right you know you have to kick start a few times to get it really going and uh and then i had trouble so that's kind of right. kind of the way i saw it is look she's like she's forget the jedi i'm this biker person now yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's the guy in walking dead who's got the bike that everyone Darryl? loves Daryl. Yeah. Daryl's bike yeah. is a, is yeah. a thing. It's you just, know, it's like him. a cool, he's, yeah. He's a on cool his rebel. Own. Right. Yeah. Right. Loner thing to have. That's, that's true. Yeah. True. Any bike impressions? Uh, you know, it didn't, it didn't really strike me that much as it did for you. Okay. <laughs> Were y'all excited about the Darth Maul Crimson Dawn? Oh yeah. Reveal. Okay. That was, how awesome. could you not be? How could you not be excited about it? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was like the highlight, I think, of it for me. Actually, okay. right then, yeah. When I saw the Mandalorian's mask, I was like, "Oh, okay, this this could get good." And then I actually saw Darth Maul. I was like, "Okay, well, I, I like these parts at least a lot." Yeah, okay, cool. I mean, especially if you've seen Solo, you know sort of where this goes. You don't <laughs> know how it gets there, but you know where it goes, and so that got right. me really excited just to know that. Yeah, yeah. So, so imagine. I Go ahead. Because it, it connected Solo 
Crimson right. Dawn. Yes. To, but then you also had this relationship starting with Ahsoka in Bo-Katan, which mm-hmm. if you're caught up on Mandalorian, Mandalorian. spoiler alert. Yeah, spoilers. Um, that, uh, you know, it kind of connects everything together there. You know, right. I liked that. Yeah, me too. Me too. And, you know, they came out with season seven right at the beginning of Disney Plus. So they had all this new stuff in mind. And you can yeah. tell they're really doing a doing a service to trying to make everything cohesive and fit together. I love the connection to Solo, actually, because I love the movie Solo. And I wish they would make a Solo movie trilogy. And I know they won't because Solo was just not loved by people. Uh, including you, John, right? I mean, right. I know you like it, like the movie, but um, but it wasn't your favorite. And and so... Um, solo. Solo is good as a solo movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked all of it, so I would have loved to have seen them turn that into a trilogy or something. And I feel like that must have been their original intent. We probably would have gotten Darth Maul pulled in for some of that. And um that, i doubt it'll happen but maybe we'll get it in some form and this gives me hope for at least the potential of that so obi-wan i'm okay with that i'm okay with that get you more crimson dawn more. through Obi- obi-wan yep. I'm, I'm good with it so maybe we'll see. maybe even more han solo that'd be awesome yeah um but we'll see so what y'all just described is basically the main reason why i i don't necessarily I guess, and love Trace and Rafa almost because hmm. in my view, the telling of their story, though it, it provided the background for a lot of things and support for other things we know, to me, I saw it as secondary. Um, I thought really the whole primary purpose of the arc um, was, was really with them as the transition characters for Ahsoka with the whole purpose, the end-all goal of this arc being to set up Ahsoka with the Mandalorians saying, okay, now that we know we're on the same side. I mean that I thought that was the whole purpose of the arc to set up Ahsoka joining the Mandalorians. So you don't think we'll see trace and Rafa again. I have no idea, but I'm just saying, I thought their story was, they were maybe using them as the ends to the mean to get there. Okay. All right. I feel like they were setting it up to use race and Rafa. Race and Rafa, Trace and Rafa. Um, she leaves her bike there for one thing. Yeah. And, and it actually makes me wonder if we might see a uh, live action version of them in the Ahsoka series that's going to come out, you know, that these are some friends of hers that she's established that maybe she'll go on some future adventures um, with, or at least have in the background sort of there um, as companions that she's, that she's developed. Um, who can help her work on her bike or something. So, <laughs> I mean, I can see that. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. Um, I kind of liked the, again, back to those sisters, you know, you lose your parents. The older sister is looking out for the younger sister. She's really getting them into a lot of trouble and making a lot of stupid decisions. She's doing the best she can. You know, I mean, what, what are you supposed to do? What do you see? They didn't, they didn't plan to lose their parents. They're, they're poor. They don't have any way to survive. They're just getting by doing what they need to do. And they've done all right. You know, they've done okay. Yeah, I guess I definitely would not have gone back to Kessel or wherever they were to get the spices, to steal the spices and, and give them back again. Like, uh, they didn't go back to Kessel. They stole it from the gangsters themselves, right? And then they went back to wherever they were, right? 
The gangsters. Yeah, that was like Obadah, I think, is the name of that planet. So they just went to Kessel initially, picked up the spice, and then left Kessel. So so regardless, um, Ahsoka kind of gave them that out. Like, yeah, I would have just taken it. Been like, that was pretty cool, her to sacrifice herself. Oh, okay. (laughs) Peace. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. But they didn't, and they got away with it. And, you know, it's a little bit silly. I I will say this. This came across to me very much as um, like it would have been a good, I guess I've kind of gotten to the point in the Clone Wars where I feel like the target audience is a little bit higher than I, than I initially came into the series thinking it would be. And this almost feels like it's, it's, it's stepping down from that a tiny bit. Does that make yes. sense? Like you had some yeah. torture and stuff, but it wasn't anything too crazy. It wasn't anything too dark. Um, it was like, let's tell a really cool story um, about Ahsoka and make her a really relatable character and introduce some other young teenage, young adult women. It's something that might appeal to like, you know, maybe like a, like a, like a 14 year old girl or something. Right. That was kind of the impression I had toward the arc that, that this is good for like, younger teenage girls and in, in, in as sort of a target audience that said, yeah. I still really enjoyed it. I mean, it was great for me too, but that's sort of what it felt like it was going for, if that makes sense. So I don't know if 14 yeah, is the right age, but I think y'all understand what I mean. Yeah, I do all the, uh, and your point about girl, I mean, all the good guys were girls. Yeah. 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 I'm cool. With that. I mean, that's great. Bo-Katan, you know, the, the death watch girls, Sure. Um, These two sisters, uh, Ahsoka, they're all females. Yeah. And I I actually really like that. I like that they're doing that. I think uh, um, I think we see the opposite of that a lot where it's just a bunch of guys that are that are doing all the cool stuff. And to see to have them, you know, put an episode together where where the the uh, heroes are are a bunch of uh, a bunch of women is, is fantastic, in my opinion. So. So what they do with the spice? What do you mean? What they do with it? They the delivered second, it. The second shipment. Yeah, they delivered it. Did it? Did we ever see it come off of their ship? I think. I oh. think we're supposed to assume that it did. We oh. we know their ship landed, and they're like, "Hey, we have your spice." How else but would they have gotten saw- away? Because they got Ahsoka, they got away. They, they just blew let it go. The place. They blew it up, got in their ship, and flew off. I forgot about that. They blew it. Oh, because Ahsoka yeah. blew it up. You're right. Yeah, the mines planted. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, she planted so, those mines. I didn't even mention that. They got a shipload of spice. Mm. Unless they dropped it off before they blew it up. No. You think they've got spice in their ship? I think they still got spice. Which can be used for medicine, right? Mm. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> I actually did think that was cool because it, it's medicinal, it, uh, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh me. Well, and they got the thirty thousand credits. I guess no, that was confiscated from them. They never got the thirty thousand credit credits back. Yeah, but they got to maybe spice. Maybe they have the spice. Maybe they have the spice. Maybe. Cliff, on reflection, I really think you are right. Um, going going back to what you were saying, the more I think about it, about how it was probably written for a younger target audience than what we've yeah, used to. Yeah, sure. The last two arcs, I felt like were, I mean, we were like climbing, 
And then this <laughs> one, it's just maybe the way it was written. It was just, I mean, I was like, what are we doing here? Like, okay. We were we were doing awesome things here, and then now, what are we doing? <laughs> okay. So that's about all I had. Anything else y'all wanna wanna point out or share? I like seeing Kessel. I like seeing the crime dudes from the previous episodes. Um, I didn't like their appearance at first when we saw them before, but I, I've warmed up to it, and I like the little faced, big headed creature alien things that they are. Um, yeah, I liked those. I didn't. Animation I didn't, was great. Sound. I didn't was great. care for that species the first time we saw them. Right. Uh, but in this episode, you know, I, I kind of liked them. It looked. Uh, They're very alienish. Right, um, but also unique, like unlike any other alien I've seen in any other sci-fi thing, which is kind of a big deal. So. Yeah, I, I kind of liked the the look of them. Could have gone without the spice loading aliens. I was like, what? yeah, they were dumb. They were dumb looking. <laughs> you're right. Well, and you know they're from uh, episode one. Uh, there's some oh. of them at the pod race. Oh, okay. And so that, that makes me like a, them a lot more. Makes me like them a lot more. And they, they were kind of dumb in but episode they are dumb one. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. there was actually one that was a was racing a pod. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, is I he know the guy were, that that it wouldn't start at the beginning? I think so. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then his engines blow up and. I think that was him, but I do know that they were from episode one. And so that, again, I wasn't a fan of them, but I like the the, tie-ins. I like the callback to episode one. So sure. Great. Great thing to point out. That's cool. And I'm not sure if it was intentional or not, but the private conversation that uh, Ahsoka had with Rafa talking about trace and how, you know, she'll follow her in spite of, uh, you know, being the criminal life or whatever, but that's not really, she's not cut out for that. Like, um, yeah, like Rafa is. Mm-hmm. I started thinking when they were having that, you know, Ahsoka's had a lot of experience with Anakin because they've almost had like a sibling like relationship over this time. So, you know, through all of these adventures, all of the years they've spent together, she's able to be a little bit more perceptive about some things that go back to season one, episode one, she was not at all Mm -hmm. now that she's had this experience and seen this. So I thought that was neat that they were sort of indirectly tying that in a little bit. Yeah. I like the idea of Ahsoka throughout it, kind of trying to hide her Jedi-ness, but also like, uh, I'm going to use my, I'm going to use force now because I, (laughs) somebody's about to die. So I bet I better do something about it. So, and what all did we get? We got a lot of her abilities. We got her using, um, you know, moving objects with her minds. There we go. <laughs> force pull and push. Uh, first pull. We got, uh, yeah, force pull and push, pulling the droid up, pushing the girl across the gap. We got her mind control. Um, we got her opening the cell door with a force. I guess that's about it. I'm not sure if there's too much besides that. Obviously, sure she using her fight skills. Sure she wasn't levitating that door. <laughs> good point that's fair that's fair plus her fighting just she kept throwing people around and kicking and jumping and it was like whoa where'd you learn that yeah Yeah. i mean i liked all that and i the whole time i was like if she just had a lightsaber None of this be would have been a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. She's like powerful. instantly, she would have just whipped all these guys. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? 
Drew, what's your rating? I'm going to give it a seven. That's okay. y'all pulled me up to a seven. I came into this thinking it was a six. Um, I am leaving it out of seven. Um, I like it a little bit more after talking about it. Um, I liked the evolution of Ahsoka after leaving the Jedi order where, where she has been. It gives a nice springboard for what she's going to be doing. Met some friends along the way. Um, just, I shared how I was a little disappointed in a few things, but so that's the reason for a seven. Okay. I'll give it a, uh, eight. Um, I was going to be a nine, but, um, they mentioned zero and it made me think about him for a second. And so it's an eight. <laughs> no, it, it's, it, it's not because of that, but it is an eight for me. I, I thought it was great. I just, I love it. It's not, not one of the best ones we've seen. Um, didn't have me on the edge of my seat, but I thought it was a solid story with solid characters. And I just really like Ahsoka at this point. And I, I wasn't bored by it. I just liked seeing the the little, you know, journey that she went on through this and, and trying to see her figure out how to not be a Jedi anymore. <laughs> so I was, uh, I, I went the opposite way. I was for, the first few episodes, I was probably at like a six and, oh, okay. and kind of, and kind of bored with it. Um, but as soon as I thought that was Darth Maul or Maul, and then finally mm-hmm. saw him, I was like, yes. So, okay. Uh, okay. I brought, I, that brought me up to an eight, uh, wow. from a lower, like two lower seconds six. of Darth Maul, <laughs> like to six to an eight. Well, <laughs> well, that was the point at which, the whole thing got really good. Oh, okay. You know, okay. Uh, yeah. once we saw him, it was like, okay, the, the connections are there. And then the, they're building something here. Right. In the end with uh, Bo-Katan was really cool. And uh, so that's when it took off, you know, got it. That's when I was like, yes, when I was watching. So, yeah. You know, I'm a really big Bo-Katan fan. I love the the uh, the woman who voices her, for one thing. And I mentioned that before. I can't remember her name. Kara something. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I, I really like her. Um, I like that she's connected to Mandalore. I like the role she plays in Mandalorian. I like um, what we've seen of her in the Clone Wars and her background with Death Watch. She's a cool character. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm, I'm excited about seeing more of her and like, like y'all have said, the, the team up with her and Ahsoka. Um, hopefully we see that in, you know, in, toward the end of season seven here. So I assume that it's going to culminate in some kind of, and maybe I'm wrong, but I assume that, that this entire thing is going to culminate in some kind of a Mandalore standoff um, that involves Ahsoka and the Mandalorians, including Bo-Katan, Darth Maul, maybe others, um, I feel like that's what we're building toward and I'm pumped about it. So it's, and you know, the, again, if you haven't seen Mandalorian, just stop listening, but, mm-hmm. uh, in Mandalorian, they go to, uh, Ahsoka for, to find Grogu, a Jedi. Right. And for Ahsoka to say, I'm not that person, but find Bo-Katan, you know, there's gotta be some pretty cool. Mm, I didn't remember. All that there's, connection. Yeah. So. so, you know, there's going to be some cool connections between them yeah, uh, okay. coming up. At least I'm hoping there is for, for Ahsoka to say, Hey, I can't train this guy, but you find Bo-Katan and she'll help you find a Jedi. Whoa. Cool. 
awesome. It's going to be good. Yeah. Big fan. And I like the name Bo-Katan. That's a great name. Yeah, it's a cool great name, name for a female Mandalorian. Bo-Katan. Yeah. Next Perfect. child. Bo-Katan. If I have a daughter again, Bo-Katan. <laughs> All sure right, we have about. it recorded. <laughs> Bo-Katan. <laughs> Shauna never likes any of the names I yeah, come what, up with. So. What do you think of Bo? <laughs> like, Bo what? <laughs> uh, Bo is not a not a very feminine name. So uh, there's a there's Bo a Bo and Bo on the go. Bo Peep. <laughs> think about the Bo Peep connection. That's <laughs> uh, funny. What did you say, John? There's Bo on the go, which is also a female. Uh, look it up. Bo on the go. Yeah. Bo. Bo on the go. I think I've better things to do with my time. Bo on the go. What is this? Bo on the go. Is this look what your kids watch? Uh, they have. They're not huge fans. I think she's got a little frog girl lizard. I'll watch it more than them. I'll be a crazy frog. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, they have watched it. So, okay. Bo on the go, Bo Peep and Bo Katan. Shauna can't argue with that. No, <laughs> that's a pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. All right. Uh, Drew, what are we watching this coming week? Let's see here. All right. Putting up here. So this next week we are going to be watching. Um, Ooh, Okay. The Order 66 arc, episode 601 through 604, The Unknown, Conspiracy, Fugitive, and Orders. Let's go. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So, are we doing books? Um, Yeah, we we can talk about that. When do do the books come up? Uh, After 613. Or what's you? I don't know. Hang on, let me look. It says story reels. So I guess a story reel is not a book. No, hang on just a minute. Let me look it up. But it's canon. Right. That's the thing. So what that is, I'm pulling it up now. And I'll I'll just go off of memory here. Apologize if, if there's some inaccuracy in explaining this. But from what I remember when I looked into it, but we have, we've still got a while to go before that because we're maxing out at four episodes, meaning we're going to do a, the Order 66 arc, then we'll do the Clovis trilogy, and then we're going to do a two-episode duology, and then we're doing the Yoda arc, um, yeah. and then we have That's true. this Crystal Crisis. Crystal Crisis on Utapau story reels. And it was basically a planned thing that was supposed to be released but then i think the clone wars got canceled but they put the story reels out for it anyway so that you could kind of go and watch yeah like their rough draft incomplete oh, version cool. of it and then the bad batch story reels right but those have been turned into episodes now because that's 701 to 704 ah i see so they took those story reels which were already canon and actually finished them yeah we got a um, lot of novels comic series yeah now that then then the next uh, few weeks it's there's a novel and a comic series and the comic series happens basically between parts one and parts two 
of the novel. Now, if y'all are down, I don't, I don't even like to read, but I could find an audio book or I can make it happen if y'all want to do it. And I would love to do that. The so. question is, because it's going to be a big interlude, right? Because all of that stuff happens. And I think Dark Disciple is actually about Asajj Ventress, which should be pretty cool. Um, but, uh, but all of that stuff happens, the, the novel parts one and parts two of the novel, as well as the, the son of Dathomir comic series, which is going to be about Darth Maul, um, before we watch that final arc. So we would be putting off those final four episodes until we'd watched all of that. Now it would make sense to do that because the, the novel and the comics did come out way before that yeah. final arc. And so they may really play into it pretty heavily. So again, like I say, if y'all are down for it, I'm down for it. I say, let's do it. But I didn't know if y'all want to, y'all want to dive into a novel or not and put off the conclusion of the series. So, I mean, I'll do an audio book, like you said, uh, yeah, except assuming the, there is one. Yeah. Except for the cartoon. I mean, the, uh, the comic, obviously, I don't know. how. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the story reels, I don't know. We might, we might combine the story reels with the next arc, but, it might be fun to it might be fun to just do a do an episode on the story reels and see we've really only got one of those though yeah we've only got one set of story reels that hasn't been actually completed and you know finalized into into episodes so i don't even know what we'll be looking at there i i just um i just know they're canon i know they fit in this timeline and so i thought you know it'd be cool to check it out well, we'll plan on doing it, but if if one of y'all wants to back out, we can back out too. It's no big deal. We'll I mean, just finish it, the series. So it looks like it's eight. I'm looking at the Dark Disciple. It looks like it's eight bucks. Um, is there an is there an audio book? Do you know? I'm sure there is, um, but it's 400 pages. So that's you definitely might, audio. It's not book. short. Yeah, so we might need short. more than just one yeah, one week we, for we that read. Take, <laughs> we can take a while. We could take a little break from. Of course, it's not like I put pop. It's not like I'm consistently putting stuff out every week anyway. Oh, I got to tell you guys, I found out about something. Um, I'll go ahead and say it on the show. I don't know if it'll happen or not. The, the man who is responsible for creating a lot of canon, uh, I, I don't know if a lot is the right word, but a fair amount of canon Star Wars material, especially connected to Galaxy's Edge, is... Um, I think an elder at one of the churches that our preacher has a connection to, and he's going to talk to him about being a guest on our show. This guy actually what? named Galaxy's Edge. What? He named Galaxy's Edge, uh, the Star Wars land at, at Disney World So and Disneyland. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty that's cool. Awesome. We're going to have to think about what we want to ask him in our interview and uh, have him on sometime. We'll have to do that one earlier in the evening, but um, hopefully that works out. Hopefully that works out. We'll see. That'd be awesome. All right. If you want to email us, send us an email to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. And we will uh, almost certainly read that on the show. Um, in the meantime, get back to watching and thanks for listening.